Welcome to Figures in the Dark, the podcast where we tell stories of all things murderous, paranormal, and terrifying that go on in the dark. My name's Tori. My name's Taylor Shea. I was struggling <laughs> for a and second. Your, your face was 10 inches away from the fucking mic. So very sorry, everyone. I'm Taylor Shea. I was just really struggling with a pillow that was behind me that I couldn't get back out. <laughs> um, welcome back, guys. We are happy to be recording again. Um, Tay just got back from a trip to Brooklyn, which she had an amazing time at. Um, Incredible. Yeah, so... We're kind of just hanging out, doing our thing. It's a Sunday night, so it's a little weird for us. It's already like eight o'clock, and it's weird because normally we, I we wake up and record, and then like go do our shit. Like we talked yes. before about going to Trader Joe's, about getting food or getting Starbucks or whatever. And so now mm-hmm. it's like eight o'clock, and I'm like, okay, so let's record because we have nothing for this week. Yes. And I was like, shit. And we're just starting like this portion of our day today, yes. which is really weird because this is usually by the time, by this time of night, we're like ending our day oh yeah we're like usually like pretty far pretty far gone we're like definitely not sober yeah um very ripped and we're just hanging out watching movies together so normally by this time of night yeah we are about half a bowl deep yep we're usually pretty fucking high and we're watching either rupaul's drag race has been our norm recently yes or horror movies which we discussed with some people with des and and another person Mm -hmm. we're hanging out with that we're a horror movie get high and watch horror movies household very Um, much the first time i watched midsummer i was high um, yeah which was an experience but it was i think okay i think the best way to experience i agree i 100 agree i think if you're gonna watch midsummer especially for the first time you need to watch a high especially that one scene do you remember that one scene where i was like yes with the fucking yes and that you were just so shocked because and that's also like the first scene in the movie that really fully like flips Mm -hmm. and gives you like a more graphic kind of violence that is happening Mm -hmm. so it completely tonally shifts the movie it's just such a good movie like i never understood the hype behind it like Mm because i watched it i want to say last around about a year ago probably probably so when did it come out 2020 2019 i think so 2016 2015 i'm gonna list off years every year every single year um i I definitely definitely, yeah right it came out uh the day 3000 bc it came out came out um day one ad the day after jesus christ died anyway um so i watched it pretty far pretty late in the game because i didn't really start Mm -hmm. watching horror movies like we've discussed before until i started living with tay um and we watched it i was very high and it was very very interesting very fun so Mm -hmm. um yeah so that's normally how we spend our evenings and so the fact that it's already 8 8 15 and we're both just stone cold sober and starting to like do what we normally do on a Sunday morning is very weird for us, especially because you have to go to work tomorrow. Yes, I have to go to work tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I'm already tired, but, like, not in the tired of, like, I want to go to bed right now, just in the tired of, like, oh, I don't want to do shit tomorrow. And it also doesn't help that, like, we haven't seen each other in three days. Like, our weekends are normally, like, Saturday mornings we hang out together. Mm -hmm. Sundays we hang out pretty much all day together. And then Mondays are different because Monday nights we normally hang out. But tomorrow Mm -hmm. we may not be able to because I may be at my parents' house. But I also have therapy tomorrow at 8 a.m. Yeah. So we both have an early morning tomorrow. So, like, it's going to be interesting to see how late we stay up just because Mm -hmm. we're going to want to hang out with each other and talk. Oh, yeah. But... Because it's very strange not seeing you for, like, such a weird amount of time. But also, like... Because, like, the second, since the second you picked me up from the bus station, I've been, like, shouting at you almost every detail that I can remember yes. about this trip. Because I just had such a good time. I was like, there's so many things that happened and you and weren't there I'm for like, it. And, and which is Which is so funny because normally yeah. I'm there for everything. Yes. Like, it's not like I never have to. The only time we have to tell each other about something is if it's, like, I'm in New York or, yeah. or like, you're at work and I'm at work. We normally yep. are here for everything for each other. So we don't have to tell people, like, tell each other everything. Yes. So it's weird to be like, oh, yeah, this weekend I did this, this 
this and this. Like I cleaned a shit ton this weekend because I'm always mm-hmm. by myself, and so I cleaned a bunch. And so like normally, like you would see me cleaning, so I wouldn't have yes. to be like, oh, I did this, I did this, I did this. But now I'm like, I, I was saying earlier, I felt like a little kid that was like, mom, look at everything that I did. did. I cleaned all. I these cleaned things. the entire house. And then there was me who like pulls out four thousand books, and I was oh like, God. look at all these books I got. Guys, I'm not exaggerating. Yeah. I, probably at least ten books. Yeah, I literally. And you left home. with one. Yeah. I so, left with one book. I came back with like 10. And the person that you went to visit, yes. you know who you are. Yeah. And I'm directing this to you. I appreciate that you love our podcast. I appreciate yeah. that. Don't let her get any more fucking books. We need to get a new bookshelf because you have so many. I know. I I love books. Why did you let her do this? And also, fuck you, because now I want to fucking come up and visit you and visit all the cool places you took her to. Exactly. But I like, all these food places were so fucking incredible. Like, I swear to God, I am ruined for food forever mm-hmm. because I had some of the most incredibly, like, tasty, like, awesome, decadent mm-hmm. food for literally days. Like, every day that I was there, I ate something that was fucking incredible. That's amazing. I love that for and- you. As a very food-driven person, yes. which, like, I also said it to my friend Alex, who, like, I came up and visited, but also, like, I'll be real, like, going through all of these, like, eating all this food, I, like, had this moment where I'm like, I can't believe that my anorexia kept me from food mm-hmm. for so long. Like, we have that conversation all the time. Yeah. Like, we love food. I love bacon. Yes. I love sweets. I mm-hmm. love, like, baked goods. And and you make incredible baked goods. Thank you. I appreciate yes. that. Like, I'm a, I'm a very good baker. Like, and mm-hmm. me, my disordered eating or my eating disorder, however you want to fucking phrase mm-hmm. it, because I was never diagnosed. I never yeah. went through treatment for it. Like, it was just kind of something that I kind of I'm still getting through. Mm-hmm. But all of that, like all those eating issues I had, like I didn't like, I would eat a muffin and be like, that's bad. Yeah. Yo, blueberry muffins, bro? They're incredible. Oh my God. How I, do you oh. eat a blueberry muffin and be like, this is bad for me. I can't ever have this ever again. Like I literally like looked at this person and was like, as I was eating this like incredible like filet mignon mm, and was like my god i can't believe i once smelled a piece of pizza and thought that that was enough. ridiculous like and i i literally saw a tiktok today which yeah. is funny we're talking about this that was like the you know there's always that saying like nothing tastes as good as skinny feels and this person was Bullshit. like this person was like nothing tastes as good as skinny feels except for yorkshire pudding except for fries except yeah. for mcdonald's except for enlisted like it was literally a three minute everything. long tiktok yeah her saying her favorite foods and i resonate so heavily yes. with that like Sure, it's great to be skinny and be able to, you know, as speaking as someone like I am a plus size person, mm-hmm. like as someone who went from a size, like I want to say, like I've always been at least a size 10. Like I've always mm-hmm. been at least, and granted, jean so, sizes don't mean everything because a size yeah. 10 in Old Navy is different than a size 10 oh, American yeah. Eagle and whatever. But I used to be a size 10. I now wear a size 18. So, like a, a good, how many, mm-hmm. what that's eight? No, not eight. Mm-hmm. Four four sizes in about five or six years so like i i fluctuate with weight a lot so like as someone who you know is a plus size person would i love to be a little bit skinnier of course i would like just to fit in with mainstream mainstream society and not you know feel like i have to go shop at torrid or at Mm -hmm. you know lane bryant or whatever like or just a plus size section in the back of fucking target you know what i mean which is annoying as fuck also, can we talk about that? Side yeah. note, that they put it in the back of the fucking store. Yeah, it's really fucking rude. Like, and it's one fucking corner. Yeah, not it's even. the smallest corner that's yes. always, like, right next. It's right next to where the fitting rooms are. So then all of the overflow of what people are sending back yes. is put there, too. And they put the fucking clearance rack back there, too. Yes. So it's not even, like, you have a front side and a yep. back side. It's just the fucking front side. It's one little cubby yep. corner, and that's it. It's annoying as fuck. So, like, that's my reason behind wanting to be thinner. Yeah. Just because, like, then I could buy stuff off of line and not have to worry about it. We, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Anyway. Yeah. But, like... I love food so much. And, and like, everyone I should be able to enjoy it. Yes. That. I like, 
I love, and I think a big part mm-hmm. of that was moving out and living with someone, i.e. you, who mm-hmm. you've been getting through your eating disorder yes, a lot I, more than I, like you, you, you've yes. been working on this a lot longer than oh, I yeah. have. Well, my eating disorder developed when I was about 12, 13. Mm-hmm. I am going to be 27 this year. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I've been in eating disorder recovery and it finally, like my lowest and worst that I was at, I was 19 years old mm-hmm. and I've been slowly working towards there were definitely still quite a good many years like the first like five years out were Mm -hmm. really definitely my hardest and Mm -hmm. that I did because I'll be honest my bad coping mechanism is when I'm stressed and I'm really upset I won't eat no you don't and and we we saw that and I'm the exact opposite where you dealt with I think while I while I did have like you know issues with mm-hmm. not eating when I was like 15 16 mm-hmm. a lot of my issues is binge eating like you mm-hmm. were on opposite yeah. end of the spectrum where yeah. I get upset and I binge eat and mm-hmm. you and to the point where I feel sick like yeah. I and then I wake up and I feel so shitty because that's yes what and binge, then you make yourself feel horribly exactly about it. like it makes me feel like shit and then and yeah. then it's this rapid cycling for me at least where I binge mm-hmm. a lot and then I don't eat a lot the next day yeah. and that's not healthy either because a no. new day is a new day you can eat yes. a thousand calories a two 3,000 calories, 4,000 calories one day Mm -hmm. and eat 3,000 calories the next day. That doesn't mean you ate 6,000 calories in two days. It does mathematically, but it doesn't mean that you're a bad person for having Taco Bell two nights in a row or having, I had Taco Bell the uh, Friday night, last night, and tonight I had pizza. That's not, I'm not a bad person for that. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And like telling myself all the time that I was like having this conversation with someone else too, that I had to sit there and try to tell them fed is always better than, fed is better than dead. And I tell myself that constantly. Yep. And now as a person who genuinely eats and like goes out and Mm -hmm. actively tries to enjoy food Mm -hmm. and that I got to have an entire weekend of experiences of genuinely enjoying food Mm -hmm. and being with a person who encouraged me to like just order anything you want, Mm -hmm. eat all of the things that you want, Mm -hmm. do not skip on just because of costs or x mm-hmm. y or z whatever eat everything that sounds good to you yep go for it just yep. try everything that you want to mm-hmm. it was just such an incredible experience for just mm-hmm. that alone to be like as like in my own recovery to just sit there and look at myself that 10 years prior to this mm-hmm. i would never have been able to do any of these things mm-hmm. because i was so bad with my eating disorder that i i would mm-hmm. never i would yep. probably not even order a meal mm-hmm. yeah which is which is amazing and that's yeah. and i'm very proud of you for that and it's you know we're a very and we've talked a lot about mental health before i feel like we've been opening up a lot more recently about mm-hmm. like our traumas and you know yeah. our mental health and shit like that like just because you know we were a lot more comfortable talking in the mics now i feel yes. like we're a lot more comfortable with you guys yeah um and you know there's no shame behind it you know no. we, we want to make sure that like you know there's no shame behind having disorder mm-hmm. eater and having eat- an eating disorder and, you know, talking yes. about that stuff, having intrusive thoughts, mm-hmm. having mental illness, having, you know, being, have students having mm-hmm. suicidal ideation, having, you know, self-injurious thoughts, like in practices, like there's no shame in that. It's, no. it's difficult and it's very hard to get through. And I can say myself, I've been through majority mm-hmm. of what I just said, and I'm yeah. still struggling with a lot of what I just said. And it's, you know, it's hard, but we, mm-hmm. you know, we want to let everyone know, like, you're not alone. Like when I hear a podcast yes. talk about mm-hmm. stuff like this, I'm like, yeah, I'm not alone in that. You're not alone. And you're also worth loving. Exactly. Like, yep. Those mm-hmm. things don't make you any less loved mm-hmm. or that are unworthy of love. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as 
we always say sorry for the tangent yes. we, we tend to get into tangents a lot especially when we haven't seen each other in a while uh, but yes it's funny but, it almost makes me want to make a podcast that we just talk about shit because we could yeah, sit here and like, talk for just hours because mm-hmm. there's some sh- there's sometimes we fucking talk where it's literally like three hours and we're like what the fuck are you talking about honestly dude? i think there might be a day where we probably do just That'd sit down and like do some shit like that i really want to just have a mental health talk yes. i think one day just because oh, i yeah. feel like that's like something that we are both very passionate about oh, and yeah. very open about and i feel like that could easily go from you know mental health to talking about consent talking about trauma to talking about dv like i think we just need an episode where we can just sit down and talk and be like here's our experiences here is our open panel of like discussion i get to know us episode yes that'd be cool yeah absolutely anyway so with that being said we have a little bit of a sillier episode we because we're kind of we're on a tangent of kid cases we went from the atlanta child murders two episodes of that to kara robinson which was a great great case but like we've been doing a lot of really intense shit for a while and Oh, one of the other things that was great about this trip, I went on a true crime ro- walking Which, tour. so fucking jealous. It was so fucking incredible. I loved this tour, but all of the cases that I'm going to cover for that are also pretty intense. Mm. Like, so just as like a nice break and treat for you guys and yes. treat for us for just a second, we're yeah. going to try to do something like a little bit more lighthearted, a little yeah. less like child murdery yeah i think second. this i don't I have no idea what yeah. this case is but you said it's a little bit yes. of a silly one. Oh yeah this and is then gonna we're gonna do a conspiracy episode i'm just trying to think of the schedule in my head so like mm-hmm. i think we're releasing this one tomorrow it's gonna mm-hmm. be a like silly one then we're doing probably doing a conspiracy episode where we're gonna not be sober yeah. that's gonna be fun so shout out to our therapist who always asks <laughs> if i'm high sometimes when i'm recording this time i will be not currently now but i'm going to be for next yeah. episode anyway and then after that the case i have it's not necessarily true crime it's just an amazing survival it's a little yeah. gory at times um because he had to mm-hmm. do some pretty gory shit yeah. to get where out of where he was but it's not like a, it's it's a, yeah. it ends in a very good way. You know what oh, I mean? Good. So, so we're going to uplift you for a little bit yes. until we bring you right back down with all of our other shit. Yeah. Because, um, well, here's my thing. We yeah. always joke about like bringing you up, bringing you down, whatever. And like yeah. within the true crime community, there are like cases that are a lot easier to read about than yes. other ones. But like if you ever listen to us. You'll want to be brought the fuck yes. down. Come on. You, you want to hear about the <laughs> fucked up things. Yeah. And you want to have a nice like very... I don't know what the word like very like empowering conversation about it yes. in terms victim of victim centric. Yes. Vi- thank you. Mm-hmm. Perfect way to describe it. Yeah. But really what I'm going to tell you today, none of these things. It's just, just full. We're uh, going pedal to the metal floor nonsense. Yeah. Right, I have no so idea what's going I'm on. I'm going to tell you the story about Madam Violet, the vampire queen. Okay, bitch. Okay. So, okay, when you say Vampire Queen, the first thing I think of is Kristen Stewart, my girl, Case Stu. Mm-hmm. I love you. Oh, I think of Aaliyah and Queen of the Damned. Because, Never seen it. Oh, it's not a good movie. Oh, all right. No, like, ca- like, canonically, it's, it's shit. It's shit. Like, it's not well acted <laughs> in. It's like, the story is stupid. And, like, <laughs> like the music is good because, like, it's Aaliyah. Aaliyah. <laughs> and, like, Aaliyah's real hot in it. <laughs> <laughs> I watched it in formative youth years and was like this. You you were like, you had like those like ooga hard eyes. Yes. <laughs> I think literally to the point where I think other people could have visibly seen it that they were like You're like sweating. Yeah, like why is this child sweating? Does she really like is she scared? Does she just really like vampires? Be like, I just really oh, like yeah. Aaliyah. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's so funny. I love that. So I maybe we'll watch that tonight just so you can see crap. Because you've seen the movie Interview with a Vampire, No, I have not. Oh, okay. Well, you absolutely have to watch it because it is genuinely good. It's the only movie that I'll watch Tom Cruise in because I hate Tom Cruise. You hate a lot of actors I've talked about recently. I do. You hate... 
I I do. <laughs> like a very that was a that, way. that was a, a punctual I do. Yes, I have a lot of hatred for a lot of like. Well, like I mentioned James Franco today, and you were like, I, I fucking hate, hate that guy. Well, he was gross with like seventeen year olds. Well, okay, mm-hmm. listen, okay, okay. I'm not I'm yeah. not saying I like James Franco. I'm just saying I feel like every actor I bring up that I'm like, okay, I kind of like this yeah. person's acting. They're kind of funny. You're like, fuck that guy. Yes, but also I Nick Cage hate him. Will Ferrell. Oh, I like Will Ferrell. Oh, it's not. There's someone else I know who doesn't like Will Ferrell. My dad. No, I don't know your dad. You're gonna meet him. True. So. You're right. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. So. No. Yes. Queen of, Queen of Vampires. Yes, Sorry, guys. But <laughs> for uh, Interview with a Vampire, we do have to sit down and watch that because that movie is incredible. Mm-hmm. So then, if you, well, I don't know if I should make you watch that one first. So then you could be like, "This movie is great," and then you see its sequel, which well, is also, Queen of the Damned, in, which is. Well, also, I want to remind you that we watched Seven. Yeah. And then, which is one of my favorite movies ever. It's amazing. And then not soon after we watched American Psycho and I was like, what the fuck is this shit? That's true. And like American Psycho is an award winning movie, but But you hated it. I did. I fucking hated it. Like I thought, hold on. Give me a second. Christian Bale. Yes. Okay. I was about to say Patrick Bateman. That's his name. Yes. That's his character's name. Like it was, I understand why it is Mm -hmm. a cult classic i mm-hmm. understand why it's so highly recommended i get it i understand i get like you the get theatrics. the philosophy behind yes it. i just did not like the ending i thought it was fucking stupid i yeah. thought it was just like this is it i felt blue balled yeah you were pretty annoyed i was pissed which was fair valid yeah. i'm not gonna lie to you yeah but so but, yeah anyway, so we'll have so, so I, we've done the high movie low yes. movie point before so we'll see what happens tonight absolutely we'll figure it out i don't know if i want to like give you good things or just be like trash trash well trash. it's trash a trash well it's a sequel and it's trash oh my so you god know I like it. you're the fucking worst <laughs> you love sequels and we've talked about this before this bitch <laughs> anyway so this bitch i can't so, with her for vampires okay so sparkly or teeth teeth mm, love it yeah so violet spears was born in 1839 in elgin scotland oh old old bitch okay her parents were both moderately prosperous farmers, and mm-hmm. she lived a relatively normal life. Mm-hmm. So those who knew her said she loved to draw, sing, and act for her family, and often was described as one with a flair for the dramatic when she was young. Girl after my own heart. Same. So at 15, she married 33-year-old farmer, Henry Fitzpatrick. Pause. What the fuck? 33 and 15? Hello. This is also the 1800s. So. But uh, but still. Still grody. Hello. Yeah. And well, because here's my thing. What I don't understand about the 1800s is like these girls were getting married young, but to yes. older men. Why were these older men not married yet? You know what they I mean? Probably had dead first wives. Oh, true. If you're if you're marrying a 15 year old and making her give birth to three kids in two years, probably makes sense. Anyway. Yeah. But by the time she was 22, she and Henry had had four children together. Case in fucking point. Case in point, yep. bitch. <laughs> So when she was 33, her husband, Henry, had died in a hunting accident of vague detail. I love that for her. Yes. So by that time, her oldest daughter had married. So she and her three younger children moved into her sister's home for two years of mourning. Wait, hold on. I'm pause for a second. Yeah. He was how old when when he died? Or, uh, she, she was, was 33. She was 30. Okay, for a yes. second, I thought you were saying he was 33. And I was like, how did they have a kid that was already married when they just had the kid a year no. ago? Okay, by the time was she confused. was 33, he was dead. Makes sense. So her, her oldest would have, if she, I'm assuming if she had yeah. her first kid at 15, which yep. is, or 16, let's just do a roundup of 16. Yeah. And she was 33. That's what, how many years? That's seven. seven so the, kid, the daughter was 17. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yep. Anyway. So 
oldest daughter had married, uh, and so she had three of the younger children with mm-hmm. her, and they moved into the sister's home. Mm-hmm. So on the second anniversary of her husband's death, she disappeared. Oh. She left her children with her sister Nancy and left behind three black dresses. Ooh. After this, she was said to have never worn black again. So no one had heard from Violet for nearly a year, but after that, small amounts of money with sprigs of violets would be delivered by messenger to Nancy's home monthly. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So in 1876, she began to attract notoriety as a medium and a hypnotist going by the name Madame Violet. Okay. So others described her as a charismatic spiritualist. She gathered a following because of what she referred to as, or that she referred to her gathering as the hive. Mm-hmm. So she would conduct elaborate seances where she employed the use of phantasmagoria. So which these are a series of macabre illusions that are created through trickery and science. Let's say that that word, whatever that word is, sounds like um, phantasmic from Disney. So I was like, yes. is this a Disney shit? Obviously it's not. But no. Okay. So she was just kind of like, dark a, for Disney. it was kind of like a, like a, ooh, ooh. Uh, Ah, Madame Violet. Spooky. There is cobwebs coming out of the ceiling. (laughs) Like (laughs) our apartment. Yes. (laughs) Literally. No, you cleaned. So there's not. (laughs) Exactly. Anyway. But so she later introduced blood rituals into the seances. Okay. So she would ask for clients to donate small amounts of blood to help her better connect with the spirits. Mm -hmm. So she would collect the donations into a goblet and then drink the mixture of donated blood. That sound, that makes me want to fucking vom, dude. That's <laughs> nasty as fuck. She claimed this would make her euphoric. So two years later, her she left her home to live with the hive in Edinburgh in the Edinburgh vaults. Okay. Or Edinburgh vaults. Mm-hmm. So after this, she didn't publicly sell tickets to her seances anymore. So the members themselves would only leave at night and became known in the area as lively, a lively group, but dangerous part dangerous partiers. Okay. So they would seduce people, sometimes using drugs or alcohol, and convince them to donate some of their blood. Mm-hmm. So some of these seduced people ultimately would leave their lives to join the hive. Uh, no one died, but some have been injured, would mm-hmm. contact police wanting charges to be made. Mm-hmm. But usually any reports would fade away quietly without arrests. Mm-hmm. So Hive members would often have bloodletting scars from the devices that they used Wait, uh, hold for on. the blood sacrifices. Question. So the Hive, yes. like, it's a group of people that live all in, like, in, like a commune, kind yes. of. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. And, like, follow her. And okay, are, like, gotcha, her gotcha. Fans. Like, cult. Yes. Okay, gotcha. So, and the majority of the Hive members not only donated blood, but gave all of their money to the Hive. Mm. So through this, they were able to live a semi-comfortable existence, even in the damp underground. Mm-hmm. So Madame Violet herself did not leave the vaults other than for occasional seances. So when she did this, she would wear elaborate costumes that looked like royalty as she was considered queen of the hive. Queen bee. Yep. Yeah, makes sense. So attendees of these seances were quoted as saying she was most comely and frightening. Woman after my own heart. I love a love frightening it. woman. Same. Love it. So the hive continued growing for nearly over a decade and allured many people, including a prominent council member's son. So after joining, uh, however, during a bloodletting ceremony that he participated in, he contracted an an infection and subsequently died. Oh, shit. So after this, the council member slash father was furious and was very close to Lord Provost James Russell. Mm -hmm. So Russell was a physician and publicly condemned the hive for the unnecessary and excessive Mm bloodletting. And he described as acts that were immoral and vile. 
So yeah. he used his lordship position to disband the hive. So leading to the vaults being raided and then closed. Uh, closed. Okay. So when this happened, Madame Violet fled to Galashiels. Uh, I'm probably pronouncing mm-hmm. that wrong, and I'm so sorry, Scottish people. <laughs> My, I'm Scottish. Sorry. You're welcome. <laughs> so with her few remaining hive members, uh, she fled, fled there, uh, and she lived with them for the rest of her life. Mm-hmm. So she died in 1930 at the age of 90. Wow. So like mentioned before, she lived her remaining years with the hive, which was a modest life where she would only give the occasional seance. Mm-hmm. Because of her reputation, she was not allowed to be buried on consecrated ground yep. or to have services uh, of a stonemason. Mm-hmm. So the hive buried her outside of town and made a crude headstone themselves. Mm. So in the years since her death, uh, others found several of the member uh, of me- of the members found various writings that she had done over the years. Mm-hmm. One of which was a confession that they had found. Mm-hmm. I poisoned my fifth child in the womb. I am not sorry. I plugged the barrel of my husband's rifle. I am not sorry. <gasps> I am sorry for poor Daniel's death. I should have looked after him better. Except for these, I hurt no one, though I am deemed by some to be wicked. I am not sorry. So due to this one, this on one time, she was voted to be the most terrifying woman in England, as well as titled the Queen of the Vampires. Mm -hmm. So shit, this whole story that I just told you, Mm -hmm. all of this, Mm -hmm. none of this is true. All of this was entirely made up. Based off of a photo that was going around for a few years, uh, which I will show you and I'll put on the Instagram, that is associated with part of Story Dress Photo 2 series by Christine Elfman. So literally this entire story and all of this lore about this vampire queen never existed and someone completely made up because they saw one creepy picture on the internet and a bunch of people believed it wait i was fucking oh my god yes yo i I believe that shit what the fuck dog at first i was like they lived underground okay maybe that's a little fucking weird but it's 1800 so like i don't judge she seems like a weird bitch Yo, what the so fuck? So do you want to see? The, this is the picture. Oh, that's terrifying. It's a terrifying picture. So someone saw that terrifying picture and was like, I'm going to make some shit up. <laughs> and then they did. So that whole story that I just read to you mm-hmm. was, I don't know the real author, author's name, but their online username is Fry Kitty, And they literally wrote and made up this entire fucking thing. Is that mine? Yes. Okay. None of these things are real. Oh, Everything my God. that I just told you, this why I told you this was a ride of nonsense, none of this is real. And you want to know why I told it to you this exact way? Because my dumbass was researching this and was reading this as if it was accurate <laughs> the entire time. So excited until I got to the end and they were like, ha dumb fucker. I made the whole thing up. <laughs> Yo, that's some shit, dude. Right? Yo, okay. Hold on. That I fucking loved that. Like, because there was a few things I was like, wait, she got married. Okay. But like, it's not out of the realm of what like I like what stories we've told before. You know what I mean? So like, it's not out of the realm of what I would believe. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yo, that's some shit. Holy shit. That's a really good fucking story, though. Right? That's a really good story. Incredible. I Yo, was so where'd fucking... Where'd you fucking find that? I literally, like, I saw... 
or I was reading something and some like one of those like weird stories on the internet mm. people are obsessed about. And then they were like, Madam Violet. And I saw that picture and they were like a vampire queen. And I was like, this sounds so interesting. Yeah. Tried researching it, like went down this rabbit hole and then literally was like, everything's made up. None of this is real. Yo. And I'm like, fuck you guys. I went on a fucking trip here. That is some shit, dude. Right? That's fucking, oh my God, I love that. That was yes. so fucking cool. I like, mm-hmm. I don't know what to fucking say about it. Like, I got <laughs> fucking bamboozled, bitch. Like, you should see, like, you saw my face. I yes. was like, bitch, what the fuck? Yep. Yo, that's some shit. Yes. That is fucking funny. The vampire Great story, queen. right, though? That is a good fucking story. It was a good story. That'd good be one ride. of those, one of those, that'd be a good one for, um, if it made it a little more creepy, it would be a good one for the Guillermo del Toro house oh. of, uh, or cabinet of curiosities. Yes, that's I like, like that that's a lot. the vibe it reminds me of. Yes. Yo, that was some shit, dude. Holy shit. Yeah. That's funny. Because, mm-hmm. like, people identify as vampires. You yes. know what I mean? They, like, bloodlet yeah. and whatever, like, to each their own. Mm-hmm. I've heard of those things before, and, like, people kind of like doing that and like yeah wasn't it like anton LaVey or whatever who, i have no idea who that is oh he like he used to like run this some satanic cult whatever mm-hmm. he was a fucking weird guy mm-hmm. but there are like versions of people who do shit like this or things like that and like mm-hmm. have entire like communities mm-hmm. based off of vampirism yeah. so when i was reading it i was like oh this could possibly be true and mm-hmm. i was like this makes sense to my brain that was my thought it was like it's a little weird but it's not we've mm-hmm. heard weirder shit yes you know what i mean that yeah. usually truth is weirder than fiction exactly. so like i went on this ride being like okay this is plausible and then was absolutely bamboozled so yo i love that i just wanted to give that gift to y'all i love that and that oh my god and i I can't. I can't. Mm-hmm. That's fucking funny, dude. Holy shit. Yes. Well, thank you for bringing that to us. This yeah. is a shorter episode, a little yes. little little snippet, but um, yes. hopefully, you know, the next episode might be a little bit longer. Yeah. And we'll I be hope you rambling. enjoyed. Yes, I did. I hope yeah. y'all enjoy. Yeah. Because holy shit, dude. The fuck? Yep. <laughs> so I guess if you want to listen to our next episodes, figure out, you know, see mm-hmm. the, the picture. You yes. can uh, like us on Instagram, follow us on Instagram at figures in the dark you can follow us on twitter at figures in the dark but dark spelled drk you can like us on facebook uh send us a message all that stuff all at figures in the dark <laughs> you can send us an email um give us your spooky stories give us your case suggestions <laughs> pictures of your cats mental health check-ins all that fun stuff at figures in the dark podcast at gmail.com and then you can listen to us on all major streaming platforms um some of the big ones are uh spotify apple music google podcast and amazon music so thank you guys yeah mm-hmm. thank you for letting me be nonsense mm-hmm. and Thank you for listening. And as always, beware the figures in the dark. All right. Bye. Bye. Don't let Madame Violet take your blood, even though she's not real. Bye. Bye.